Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love Talk Radio. Okay, so this is part two of episode number 135 of Ready to Unload. We got into all sorts of stuff. Hi, buddy. <laughs> what is that, deodorant? Yes? You gonna put it on your arms? Thank you. Say hi, everybody. No? Okay. Anyway, uh, part two of Ready to Unload, number 135, uh, Glee Timbits. You gonna put it on? Okay. Glee, Timbits, all sorts of stuff. It was a lot of fun. Uh, enjoy, and we'll see you next week. Thanks. Do we want to uh, do we want to address the uh, the the Quentin? Yeah, let's Frankie let's, thing real quick, and then yeah. and then we could do a fun load. I want to address a couple of quick baseball nuggets. Yeah, let's do it. All right, the first. Don't thing, say nuggets. Uh, tidbits. Thank you. Twib notes. Twib. How about how about how about do you know what these are? Ready, Timbits. What? what do you know tim- what do you know what Timbits are? Timbits, McCarverisms? No, 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 no. So you know what Tim Hortons is, right? Sure. Do please. Right. I I know you're a quarter French Canadian, of course I am. you know what Tim Hortons is. Better coffee than Dunkin' Donuts. How dare you? Wow. That's the end of the podcast. Peace. I will I will fight you. Roll up the roll up the truck. That's the end, and we just got the T-shirts today. I'll drop and the gloves, the, and we're ending the pub. We are going to drop the gloves over Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> and Tim Hortons. Um, Tim Hortons' uh, version of the Munchkin is it Timbite? Is no, no, Tim Bits. Tim Timbite wouldn't have been awkward and uncomfortable to say. No, no. I have to get Tim Bits for my son, who calls them all munchkins, thankfully. Sure. And doesn't request Tim Bits. <laughs> you know, I've never had the donuts there, only the coffee. So I didn't know Tim Bits. Tim Bits. Tim, all right. Tim Horton's Bits. <laughs> That's what I'm getting. Do you remember the little kid who used to sell the munchkins in the munchkin commercial? That was me. That little, that little little dude. I don't. I didn't. I don't even remember a Munchkins commercial. Oh, this wouldn't fly anymore. Oh, was he a little person? Was he of he, of a short stature? He was beyond tiny, and he had a funny little voice and red but, hair. But he wasn't a kid, right? What do you mean? <laughs> like he was a thirty-year-old man? No, it was a kid. No, I thought he might have been like, you know, like an Emmanuel Lewis type character. Well, I mean, yeah, but probably older older than his height would make you believe. Okay. Old enough to memorize lines. They couldn't get Emmanuel Lewis, Cal. No. I now, think only... his name was I think his name was Mason Reese. No, was it the kid from uh Different Strokes? Okay. Sam? Danny Cooksey? 
there was a kid they added to different strokes when when what's it when Bane yes oh he was Conrad Bane marries Dixie Carter right like you do that's as one does on a sitcom. That's the that's the classic. The show is starting to fade. Let's add the precocious little kid that has nothing to do with anything. Sam, right? Ripped out of the Oliver on the Brady Bunch file. Oh, that's the that's it, that's the prototype. It, his name was Mason Reese, and you can look him up. He looks like Bruce Valanche's little brother now. <laughs> and he was the Munchkin kid. <laughs> Hold on, I'm still trying to get the Bruce Valanche's little brother. Uh, Vision out of my head. <laughs> Sorry, it's what he's. I'm so funny. He also hawked uh, deviled ham and post raisin bran. Wow, kid worked a lot. You see this kid's face, you're gonna recognize him. The only Dunkin' All Donuts. That kid. The only Dunkin' Donuts commercial I know of is Time to Make the Donuts. Obviously, right? Like that's, I mean, that's industry standard. Well, how about the Terry Collins commercial where he's he's uh he's running on Duncan, and he's as awkward as anybody has ever been. He's just looking off to the side. And... Uh, 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 slow down. He's not as awkward as Willie Randolph and Joe Torre doing a Subway commercial. The Subway. That's a lot of meat. Yes, it's toasted. <laughs> he's just, he's just annoyed. <laughs> I never minded that commercial. I, All I, pissed I off. <laughs> he was. This is a, such a great commercial with Willie Randolph and Joe Torre doing for toasted subs from Subway. And Joe Torre is like, is it toasted? And Willie Randolph's like, yes, it's toasted. Jerk. Idiot. idiot. <laughs> like Joe Torre just asked him the stupidest question of all time. Yes, it's toasted. Yes. I mean... <laughs> What do you think, Einstein? <laughs> You're so smart. You got all those rings. You got all those championships. You tell me. <laughs> you got all those chip. You got all those rings. You tell me. What do you think? It's toasted. You, of course, it's toasted. Only an only an idiot wouldn't toast this sandwich. And Willie Randolph was such a he was such a sour guy. He was just for the so- most part. Pissy all the time. It was, it's like so. Like, cheer up. It's not that bad. Gosh, it, it, it translated into his subway commercial acting. <laughs> yes, it's toasted. How many times? <laughs> Who brought this guy? I'm in my trailer. I can't. Willie, that's just the copy. He's just he's just reading the the copy from his can script. We get, can we get Showalter back in here? <laughs> Is this amateur hour? Of course it's toasted. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, you may win championships. You don't make sandwiches. Only a fool wouldn't toast this. So Mason Reese, yes, is the kid. Is <laughs> Sam Bruce Valance's son, right? Or his yeah. brother, his little brother. His little brother. Yeah. He did a Munchkin commercial. I don't remember this. When? What time frame? Eighties? Nineties? Late seventies. Late seventies. That's why. That's before my time. Yeah. That's, <laughs> thanks, old man. <laughs> that's before you were allowed to watch TV. <laughs> Did you get that Walker? That we, that we the uh, the RTU health program provides. Did you get that? How's that you hip replacement? You think you're funny now? 
I, I honestly, the only TV memories I have from that would you know make me about four, five, six. The only TV memories I have are either like Electric Company or PBS shows and sports. Well, like, these commercials were so big that they ran them long after, you know, the the kid was that age. You know, like like the Mikey Life commercials ran for right. Mikey was 20, years. twenty-seven years old, collecting, yeah, uh, resi- still getting residual checks. Yeah, I uh, I I don't remember these commercials. Right. I, okay. I will I will tell you this. Very difficult to uh, order Timbits with a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Tim Hortons in Penn Station. I stopped there uh, on my uh, way home from work, get a you know a medium coffee, uh, cream and sugar for the train ride home. Because I drink do way, good too coffee. Much, way too much coffee. The coffee's good. It's not Dunkin' Donuts, but it's good. Um, and I, uh, I I get Timbits for the little guy. So I say. <laughs> Can I have a, uh, yeah, let me get a medium, uh, cream and sugar, and uh, four Timbits. I need four of Tim's bits. Do you have his bits back there? Did Tim leave any of his bits? You buy them in fours? I can buy four. I get two and two. Two chocolate, two glaze. You sound like Willie Randolph. Yes, it's toasted. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be Tim's bits. Yeah, they're Tim's bits. Yeah, they're Tim's bits. (laughs) I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you this Munchkin commercial. By the way, okay. Good. It's from 1975, so way before. Oh, wow! Yeah, I was one. I've never, I've never seen this commercial before. But when PJ says that this kid is a <laughs> little brother of Bruce Lynch, oh, we gotta, we gotta put a screen capture of up uh, of it on the show, on the show page. <laughs> hasn't been more on about anything in recent memory. <laughs> this is an absolutely perfect description. That's great. I love it. I, I got so glad I finally hit one. <laughs> oh, that was oh, perfect, PJ. It sounds like you didn't just hit it. You knocked it right out of the park. Oh, where do you see it? That's cool. I love on the show right there. Let's get, well, let's get uh, Cal's Timbits. All right, so here, a couple things. Number one, RQ uh, Timbits with Cal. <laughs> this is a new segment, without a doubt. Cal Bits. We're, we're so off the rails. Yeah, well, let's 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 bring it back. And what I wanted to tell you is that tonight, in the Toronto Blue Jays game, our old friend Jose Reyes suffered a a, a major injury to his ankle, sliding into second base. Oh no! Carted off the field. Ah. Speculating that he might have broke his ankle. Oh, and I and I wow, boy, it has all gone right for those world champion Blue Jays. Yeah, I mean, so far. Yeah. Dickie's Dickie's gotten knocked around. Josh Johnson gave up like nine runs in ten minutes the other day, and now this for Jose. I I I of course don't wish any sort of injury on Jose Reyes. No, of course not. But what you were you were staggered there? What happened? You okay? <laughs> Did we lose Cal on the phone? I th- I think he's mesmerized by the image of Mason Reese. He's just staring at it. You can't look away. He's, he has, he's looking at Mason Reese. I want you to return the shirts and see if you can't get Mason Reese's face. Did you see it? <laughs> Put on this shirt. 
We said that's how you lost your phone connection. It's, it's exactly how I lost it. I was trying to send it to you. You're staring into Mason Reese's uh, eyes. I am. <laughs> but anyway, let me go. <laughs> so Reyes maybe breaks his ankle. Wow. Yeah, I mean, carted off the field. It was it was a pretty bad scene. Um, he was oh. crying. It was really not good, and you feel bad for him. That's terrible. You know, that's, that's, that's one thing. Bad as yeah, well, he doesn't have an edge. Hey, look. Hey, look. All right? When the captain goes down. Okay. There's only one captain in town. All right? Okay. The other, uh, and the other thing was the, the, the brawl from last night with Carlos yeah. Quentin and, and Zach Greinke, and a lot of debate, a lot of, a lot of scuttlebutt about this thing. Who was right? Who was wrong? You know, was, 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 was Quentin oversensitive? Should he not have charged the mound? Was Greinke trying to hit him? Did Greinke egg him on? What, Steve, did you see it? I did. What do you, what do you, tell me, what do, you, what do you think about it? There's a lot that goes into, a, uh, into this because there is a history there. Obviously, I, I mean, I didn't know about it, but there is a history there. Uh, Granky has hit him three times in the past. Well, I guess Quentin, I guess they, they, they played against each other a lot when Quentin was with the White Sox and, and Granky was with the Royals. Yeah, there's, there's some history there. Granky, uh, Zach Granky doesn't seem like a confrontational guy. He's a slight uh, man also. You you always sort of... Uh, Zach Greinke's sort of the poster child for a little bit of what we talked about last week, Bri, the humanization of these professional athletes in that he suffers from social anxiety disorder. And so therefore he is, a, you know, it was always said like he can't play in New York, uh, that sort of thing. He has to take medication to, to really be, you know, in crowds and stuff like that. So he's been humanized. He doesn't just seem like a, a confrontational guy. Yet he's a major league pitcher and a very good one with a 95-mile-an-hour fastball uh, who pitches inside. So, you know, you can't just say out of school, well, maybe there's no intent there or he's never thrown at him or whatever. There's There's two pieces to this. One of them is the situation, right? So it's a two-to-one ball game, bottom of the sixth, um, the, the Dodgers protecting a two to one lead. It's a three two count. Nobody on base. Why is he? It, why is he throwing at Quentin there? Like Carlos Quentin's getting killed for his baseball acumen at this point. Like know the game. Don Mattingly came out and said, know the situation. You know, if it's fourteen to two and he hits you, then he's throwing at you. If it's two to one and he's protecting a two to one lead in the sixth inning, he doesn't want to put you on base on a three two count. He's not trying to hit you. So he shouldn't have charged the mound. I mean, that's the bottom line. There's a time and a place for that in baseball. And it wasn't that. Um, even, you know, regardless of a history there, he shouldn't have charged the mound. But he did. And Zach Granke broke his collarbone. Right. It was, an, it was an awkward way to meet somebody charging him at the mound. Yeah, he lowered his shoulder. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Right. He low, you know, uh, Quentin came at him with his shoulders lowered, and he lowered his shoulder, and they sort of like hit and wrestled. And who knows if it was the initial contact. You know, Carlos Quentin's like 230 pounds. But this idea that I didn't agree at all with the idea that I understand it, but I didn't agree at all with the idea that he should be as suspended as long as Zach Greinke is out and injured. That's just, it's not realistic. It's It's not. It's not. It, I saw something today, Cal, that the Dodgers were thinking of suing or, or pursuing, potentially suing the Padres. Oh. For this, 
You can't. Don't. Please. Come on. Don't open that can of worms. It's baseball. Was it stupid to charge the mound? Yeah, it was. But he, let's not get litigious here. Can we just, can we not do that? Well, do you think if the Dodgers hadn't given Grinky $180 million that they would be considering suing the Padres? No, of course not. So that's part of it, too. Yeah, but you, you right, but you can't take into account who the player, like, what, if it was no. uh, Chris Capuano and he broke his collarbone, they wouldn't sue? I No, they wouldn't. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, why should you sue for one player based on money? Well, no, it's ridiculous. That's true. Yeah, there shouldn't be any difference. The player, you've still lost the player for... What you gave the player is not my problem. The $180 million is not San Diego Padres' problem. No. Um, so, should he have been suspended? What is it, eight games, you said? Quentin was suspended for eight games. Yeah, and I think that's... I think you could have gone a little more. Um, but that's fine. You know... I, I when, mean, when you when you look at what guys get suspended for charging the mound, yeah. regardless, and, and I think I think the eight games includes what happened after the game as well, right? Where Matt Kemp, right, went after Carlos Quentin in the in the parking lot in the parking lot. So Matt Kemp actually said, "Find out where he's parked. I'm going to his car," and then had to be restrained, and it was. Uh, broken up by security right? Uh, from hurting Carlos Quentin off the field. Uh, wow. Yeah, uh, just an ugly scene. Yeah, just not great. The, what, you, what you kill Carlos Quentin here for is, you know, have a little baseball acumen. He's not trying to hit you there. You know, I, I was ready to come out in his favor, too. I, I was close. Too, because I've seen pitchers, you know, get three and two with a guy and and just hit him rather than walk him. But it's always in a yeah, it's a five-one game or a six-one game, and there's two outs in the seventh, and you know he's the only. Now the the thing is, Kyle, he's the only bat in that lineup. He's the only bat that that can do any sort of. I'm not saying that Granky was throwing at him. I'm just saying if he was gonna walk him. And he had a beef with him, might as well just hit him. Right. But, again, you're protecting a two-to-one lead. He's not trying to put a guy on base there. So No, I don't think so. Yeah, you gotta, you got to kill Quentin on the, on the baseball acumen and just knowing the game. And, yeah, it's, it's an unfortunate situation that the guy broke his collarbone, though. You know, what's, what are the odds of that happening from you know, a guy charging him out? Well, look. Obviously pretty good. If, if <laughs> typically, typically, if a guy like that is on my fantasy team, the odds are pretty good. That that's something, correct. Something like that. That's well, that was the last part of this I wanted to bring into it, which was... Uh, the fantasy implications? That's right. Yeah, that's always good. I knew immediately whose team Zach Granke was on. Right. You I saw the report. I didn't have to go look at the website. When something like that happens. That's right. Typically, you know, if the guy gets attacked by a swarm of bees in the outfield, chances are he is on Cal's fantasy team. I'm looking at the waiver wire. You would, <laughs> when Bob Ojeda cut off his finger with the hedge clippers. Had I been playing fantasy baseball in no earnest doubt. back then? Yeah. No doubt. As a matter of fact, when Sammy Sosa broke a rib sneezing. Right. 
that's a Cal guy. Those those are the guys on Cal's team. When Jason Isringhausen cut his leg opening a package, <laughs> you know, all of those stories of guys, you know, when, when someone sneezes and throws right. his back out. Right. Those, yeah. those are, I don't even have to look at the website. They oh. play for Cal's team. Anyway. Oh, good. Oh, nice. That's All right, fun. we got a couple minutes left. Let's do a fun mode. Where's PJ? Get him in here. I pulled this. He's gonna play his own music. Oh, he did another one. Is he promoting something? Is, this, is, this, is Blue Tribe playing again? Yes. Wow. Cal, this is uh, from the 1990 album Moe's Meat Sandwich Part One. Uh, and this song is called Instant Sublimation Categorically Misunderstood. Yes, I know this one. You you, you do? You've played this before me. I have played this for you before. Yeah. Yes. This really? is a good tune. Yeah. yeah, I've heard this. This is good. This reeks of 1990, though. This is one of the few songs you have, Peach, that's dated. What's next, Extreme? <laughs> yes. Sheepishly, maybe. <laughs> that, that's what I had queued up next. Could be. So what? So what if it is? I love, I love that, that song. song. I love that song. Hey, see. That song uh, equals um, my life is ahead of me. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> back when, back when it was all in front of you. That's right. Do you have a fun load topic, or are we just going to wing it? A couple of things. Uh, <laughs> nice. I, I just I noticed a couple of things in the paper today. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, do, what do you like, that Fred Armisen character that he does on the news? <laughs> where do you guys, wait, wait, where do you guys see this? Okay, where do you guys see this? Have you guys seen this? <laughs> What's his name, like Nick something? Nicholas Fane. Nicholas Fane. You guys, this guy's this guy's this is gonna blow your mind. And you know who Nicholas Payne is based on? No, Mark Maron. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. Armisen Armisen told Mark Maron on a WTF that Nicholas Payne is partially based on Maron. Oh, that's great. When when you look at him, that makes sense. Now. Yeah. You guys, uh, have you guys seen this? Have you guys seen this? This is this is real, guys. This is real. I mean, it's like what you know when when you talk about. I mean, um, you know, and and the funny thing is that this always happens, and uh, you know, like when you go there, and uh, but, but seriously, what I'm and that's this what is real, guys. This is real. Uh, go ahead. What do you got? What's in the, what's in the papers with PJ? Another segment. I told you <laughs> there was a movie with Michael Keaton, Gary Oldman, and Samuel L. Jackson. What kind of movie do you think that would be? Animated. Oh, nobody thought I was going to say that, did they? No, no. I, I see. I didn't think animated. A Three Musketeers like, remake. Oh, I would have thought right. like chiseled detectives. You it know, sounds like a road comedy to me. Going after a big case. Chiseled or grizzled? Ghostbusters Chis- three. Chiseled and grizzled. <laughs> no, they're doing. They're all in the RoboCop remake. What? And by really? the way, there's a oh, nice. RoboCop remake. <laughs> yes. Because, I, you know, Total Recall did so well. 
No, I somebody is wait, say who's in it again? Michael Keaton. That's right. Michael Keaton is replacing Hugh Laurie. Uh, Cox. He's playing he's replacing Brian Cox. Or uh, Courtney Cox. The t- <laughs> detective but he was married to Courtney Cox. Wasn't he? Who? Michael Keaton. I think you're right. Maybe. Is that right? Or he at least dated her when he was making Batman. Keaton and Cox. Cox and Keaton. Maybe I'm just in, maybe that's entirely in my head. Uh Michael Keaton talked about this on WTF. That he was doing Robocop? Yes. And he's repl- and he said the script is great and you know, he probably won't watch it because he never watches his movies, but um he <laughs> Uh, but he is, uh, he's playing the, the bad guy. He's playing, um, in the original, it was, uh, Lieutenant Bogomil there. What's his name? Cox. Ronnie Cox. Right. Okay. He's, I think he's playing that part. Who's playing okay, RoboCop? I don't know. Oh, I'll tell you. Well, Sam- Samuel L. Jackson is not. <laughs> Who was the original RoboCop? Was that Peter Weller? Peter Weller, yes. Professor Peter Weller. This is Peter Scolari? It was Peter Scolari in a bit of stunt casting. <laughs> but it was Peter Sellers. That's why RoboCop 2 didn't work. Oh, you, can't, you can't put Scolari in that role. you got to get Hanks. You did Castaway 2. Scolari <laughs> and Sellers made a good movie together. Made it a bit like a father-son team. Scalari and Peter Sellers? Yeah, that would have been good. You know what? I would have liked to have been in that business. What, with Bernadette Peters? (laughs) And the Peters? I think it's, uh, we're looking at a, we're looking at, uh... Cal came to that joke so sheepishly, it was adorable. Wow. (laughs) Who, me? Who, (laughs) me? You know, like Bernadette Peters? You, you guys know, right? Like, get it? That was my Michael Sarah. That's I, good. I, I don't know who's playing Murphy. I'm trying to find out. Well, what else you got? Oh, Joel Joel Kinman. Kinnaman. Ooh, Kong. Never oh, heard yeah. of him. He's been yep. in uh, nothing. He is... You guys will love this. He is uh, Swedish and American. He was born in Stockholm, Sweden. Does he, he? He's playing Murphy. Does he get the billing of and introducing Joel Kinnaman? Gosh, I hope so, because I have nobody's ever. <laughs> he's dynamite. All right, so that's I would not have put them in RoboCop the the reboot. And no, uh, I would have put them in <laughs> Ghostbusters three. Can we do that? Someone's gonna do it. There's a script. I mean, it's been rumored to be happening for years now. Right. Why can't we make that happen? Because it won't be good. It says who? You know what? You're so negative. I am. What else you got, I'm, PJ? A Wayne's, a Wayne's World burying of the hatchet. The Mike Myers-Dana Carvey feud is over. Really? It, I, did, I didn't know there was one. There was a huge... Oh, come on. You didn't know this? I didn't know this. Hold on. We, we're going to lose the live feed. So if uh, you were listening, thanks. 
And um, <laughs> please go to www.rtusports.com. Uh, check out our website. That has all the episodes. You can get them on MP3 or iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. Also, again, a reminder, Thursday, April 25th, we will be live at Blue Haven again for a live remote um, NFL draft. We're going to have T-shirts. There's going to be beer specials, Corner of Houston and Thompson, www.bluehavennyc.com. Um, to check that out, we would love to see you down there. And we will be back on Thursday next week um, uh, with our in our regular spot. So in the meantime, thanks for listening. Thanks to my cousin. Thanks to cousin Michelle for calling in about Mad Men. We'll talk to her again soon. Mad Men, that nice show with the Jewish kid. That's like that's like Spiderman. Are you going to see Spiderman? He's such a nice boy. Goes from building to building, nice. Um, so, uh, thanks. Yes. Now, back to uh, the extra time front load. Mike Myers and Dana Carvey were in a feud? Yes. Because okay. Carvey always you're saying, means... You're saying this like, I, like this is uh, common knowledge here. This is common knowledge. Carvey it said common knowledge. <laughs> that, that Dr. Evil... The, Lauren, the whole Lorne Michaels is Dr. Evil thing. Which he is. Was his bit. And Myers took it. No. And didn't give him a nod or anything for it. How did I not know Carvey this? Harvey took it very personal. I did not know that. Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. And that's why there was no Wayne's World 2, 3, and 4, and 5, and 6. Well, there was a, there was a Wayne's World 2. Yeah. We like to pretend it didn't exist, but it did. Oh, come on. And so they buried the hatchet now, so we may get Wayne's World 3, is what you're telling me? They buried the hatchet. There's there's some kind of, like, um, Wayne's World sit-down reunion thing, you know, where they do a panel and they're all going to talk. Um, who knows? Gonna, who knows where that leads? That I mean, gonna be, you know? Is that going to be a BAM at the Brooklyn Academy of Music and Arts? It's a symposium. Wouldn't it seem like that's exactly where they would do that sort of thing? Right. They might I think get. It's not, uh, look, I like when everybody gets along. They might get listened to moderate that. It's a fourteen-part series, right? And not ironically either. Like they're dead serious about this and. It's just not working. Uh, I'm going to all 14, by the way. I can't wait till they break down Tia, <laughs> Tia Carreras. Is that her name? They did not mention bringing, bringing her back. Tia Carrera, yeah. She yeah. was Tia. not mentioned at the reunion. She, uh, that's not a great performance. I think... Uh, I think track eight is Aerosmith, so that's a good one to catch. <laughs> Steven Tyler's going to come and talk for three and a half hours about uh, doing the Wayne's World theme song. It'd be great. Both, and both okay, so uh, and and then uh, another thing I read because I don't watch Glee anymore. Uh, I watched the first two seasons of Glee, and then I kind of parted ways. But uh, Glee decided to do a school shooting episode. Rips from the headlines. Where a student brings a gun to school and starts oh shooting up the place. I mean, this is Glee. 
and they sing about it? Kind of. I heard about this. Oh, come on now. There there was music, right, while it was going on? Um, No, there wasn't music while it was going on. But when it was all over, they sung about it. And spoiler alert, nobody was killed. There was nothing. What, was and, it a cutesy shooting? Was it adorable? It was. Um, was it gay friendly? No. Well, I guess it was. Do you, should I should I reveal it? I mean, by well, the, when was the episode on? Last night. 30. Oh. Is this too oh. soon? By the time Road. people listen to this, it'll be Saturday. That's right. They'll have had. Not too soon. Maybe this somebody. Is time. That's true. This is overtime. That's true. Do you want to know? Do you want to know what happened? I do. All right. Um, so Jane Lynch, the great Jane Lynch, plays yes. the. Uh, you know, I guess I guess she's like a gym teacher on the show, mm-hmm. or she's a coach or whatever. She has a mentally handicapped sister who is younger, young enough to be a student at the high school, and has grown close to the graduating seniors of the class, and was kind of upset that once high school ended, everybody was going to go their separate ways. I think you're way off. No, listen to me. And it turns it turns out... No, Cal, we, we don't want to hear your spec script for Glee right now. You, you're, going to, you're going to look this up after I tell you this, and you're going to be like, damn, he was right. She brings a gun. She brought a gun to class, and, and she, didn't, she wasn't shooting the school up. It was the gun went off. In the school, there was gunshots heard. Like they do, because guns just do that. Right. Sure. And what and what happened was Jane Lynch's character, at the end of the episode, took the heat for she had brought a gun to, to school to protect herself, and it went off accidentally. And then you and then she gets you know expelled or fired from her job, and then you see in flashbacks that it was it happened to be the mentally handicapped sister, and then they sung about it afterwards. And, the, and then they sang more than words. <laughs> then they, no, wait, there's a better song. Then they sang When the Children Cry. Okay. <laughs> By White Lion. I, th- I think you've got a couple of details off there, but, it, you know, it doesn't matter. It's kind of close. and um, Kind of close. Then they sang an a cappella version her, of Round and Round by Rat. They do sing. The all hair metal tribute. <laughs> I I just thought that that was just well, very... but then the but the producers defended it by saying, well, but this was in production well before what happened in Sandy. Like that was okay, and they couldn't pull it out of production. I mean, come on now, we we bought the rights to all those songs, all those well, awful. That ha- that happened to uh, to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, that's right. After they, Columbine, right? After, after Columbine. Columbine, they had a they had a story about a kid with a gun in in a, in a tower. Yeah, that's who right. Doesn't shoot anybody, but he just has a gun, and they they uh, ended up pulling the episode and taking you know taking the whole season out of order, and they aired it at the end, and the seasons didn't make a lot of sense. And PJ was very upset, by the way. <sighs> Let's not get into that. You're a big Buffy fan? The biggest. Well, I, I don't know if you were the biggest. 
I'm 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 pretty geeky. I don't go to conventions yet, but um, right. I, I do I do tout it as one of the best written shows ever on TV. Wow, that's a pretty big fan. That's pretty big. I'm, I'm a pretty big fan. I just pretty. thought it was a really tasteless episode. I'm sorry, I just wanted to bring it up. Right. <laughs> you no, looking for a way to get that in? Yeah. I yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's wild stuff. What was the song, though? I must know. What did they sing at the end? It was something slow and a cappella that they all sang together. Yeah, what show chorus version of the was song did they do? Was it Time of Your Life? Was it Green Day? No, that's too on the nose. Come on. No, it wasn't that. I couldn't yeah, be. it's got to be... you got to give me something from, like, 88. From 88? Yeah, don't they do that? Don't they take like you know '80s and '90s songs and show choir them up? That was the bigger conceit of the first season. Was that one of the kids was obsessed with classic rock? Oh, okay. So they did all the Journey and Queen, but then as they got more popular, they were really putting in like hits of the moment. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. I've never watched the program. You don't need to. You're not. No. No. But none of that's the fun load. That's oh no oh, wait. So what's the fun load? Oh, the fun uh, load. The, the fun oh. load was just was just it was a simple topic. And I wait wait what's, wait wait what was the song? The song was "Say" by John Mayer. Oh, say what you need to say. Oh boy, what, and, what you need to say? She's a Down and, syndrome girl with a gun. Oh what my she goodness! Say? <laughs> hold on, hold on, Uh-oh. because also in this episode they covered. More than words. Thank you. Good night. I'll be here all week. Thank no, you. that's it. Episode over. I can't believe this. That's magnificent. That's tremendous. I can guarantee you I had no... I'd never watched the show. That's fantastic. That... Wow. That's extreme. See? That's why That's why I am Hollywood. <laughs> oh, PJ. Oh, Peach. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm wow. sorry. That's me. To the extreme. Uh, What do you got? What do you got, Peach? What do you got? The the name of the game is What Can You Do? Right. (laughs) Okay. I've been been home for the last two weeks. (laughs) And I've been doing everything. Everything. I've, I've been putting up drywall and 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 sanding and 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 even painting even though I'm really not a good painter and and putting up molding and and I'm just wondering we have this little show together what do you what can you guys do oh can, like like actually do yeah, literally like, can you put, can you put up a ceiling fan can you wire that and do that i've done that you've done that wow yeah, yeah. Cal gets the game off to a rousing first round. Well, hold on. I've replaced the ceiling. I haven't installed wiring. I've replaced the ceiling fan. You never built it yourself? I never built the blades? <laughs> With your bare hands. <laughs> oh, so, so the, the, the fixture was, was already in. The, the electrical box was already there? Yeah, so, so I guess that's not technically what you meant, but... No, 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 no. That's, that qualifies... I have to turn the circuit breakers off. That's all good. Thank you. Please don't hurt yourself. 
This is uh, this is a difficult. What can I do? What can you do? You didn't put a ceiling fan in Wesley's room. No. Oh boy. First of all, the the difficult part of this game for me to play along with is that I rent. You boys own. Big difference. That's oh, huge. we're going to talk about cars too. <laughs> Again. <laughs> uh, what can you cook? What can you no. cook? I got I got Ugas in this game. No, I can't do anything. I don't buy that for a second. I am ineffectual as <laughs> a person in this situation. Right. If we come who, to you, if we come to you and we say, Steve, you gotta cook either breakfast or lunch or dinner, which one do you pick? What's your wheelhouse? Breakfast. Okay. I can make pancakes. Very good pancakes. <laughs> you can cook breakfast. That's I can start. make pancakes. And uh, we just got a griddle recently, and a really nice one, a lodge mm. uh, for the stovetop, nice griddle, nice. And I have made pancakes successfully on five occasions. Can you bake? No. <laughs> Negatory. Negatory, could you, good buddy. Could you, could you grill? Yes. Not great. No. <laughs> so, passable. No man, no man starts as a natural griller. Let me you put gotta, it to you this way. Nobody's getting sick. That's my claim to fame as a, as, as a grill master. <laughs> it's, it's not underdone trigonosis, and it's not overdone instant cancer. It's, That's right. <laughs> botulism has not been, okay. has not been uh, a problem. That's my claim to fame as, as a grill guy. How about you? Are you a big grill guy, Cal? Yeah, I like to grill. I know PJ is. PJ, you don't you don't get to host a meat party every year. Literally, every summer host a meat party. Grilling have... is something I worked on. Grilling grilling was something that like when nobody was home, I'd go outside and experiment with chicken and beef patties to see like how many minutes per side. Man, you are a fascinating human being. Um <laughs> yeah. Cal, you you uh, what kind of grill are you working over there? Are you working something nice? I'm working a gas grill. I'm working I'm lucky I have gas uh, gas line that comes out from the house and connects to the oh, grill. Oh, that's nice. So I never have to replace the propane, which is nice. That's hot action. And we grill all year round. I'll go out in the winter, and I'll just I'll shovel a path to the grill, and I and I'll I'll throw a steak on the grill. I love it. You know, I love what you're doing. And no no cleanup. I love it. Wow. Not well, I mean look, cleanup. I hope. Well, a little. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just leave it. What are you doing over there? No, it's fine. You're drinking your Tim Hortons and living in filth. All right. As long as you keep your Tim bits off the grill. Um, what can else? You stop, what, can you stop a leaky faucet? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I fixed the... Uh, all right, I'll take this one. I fixed the... Uh, I'll the, take this one. The, the, uh, you know, the, uh, the flusher there on the toilet. The handle yeah, the, or the flapper inside? No, the flapper inside. The chain broke and the flapper broke. And uh, it was running and the water was running and it was infuriating. And I fixed that whole organization. It's it's infuriating when you open that up and you see what cheap plastic it is, right? Right. Yeah. And like, I got the... This? I got <laughs> this the new... designed to break. It looks like a dog's toy, like a plastic ball just sitting in there. Right. Well, no, I had to replace the flapper on the bottom there. Oh. Mhm. Right with the arms and everything. I mean, that was I had to look up a part and get the right one and 
Yeah. Uh, so I will take uh, and you know get the chain to the right length. So you had the the when you pull it, it goes. I'll take that one. That's good. The links. That's good. You had to shorten the length, and you did it right. Yes. This this you understand did not happen in a day. This this is a process. You let the toilet leak for a few days while you this figured it out. It was over a number of days. That's all right. Yes. PJ, can you spackle? Yes and no. This was a simple yes or no question. You can't yes and no. No, I know exactly what he means. I can spackle and I can fan it out and make it nice, but when it comes time to sand it, mm-hmm. I give it to my wife. Yep. Because she is a perfect sander. There's a technique. And then I just it's... follow her with a shop vac. Yeah. You have to have a real touch to get it smooth. Yeah, I don't you you guys are this is some next level stuff here. I've I've spackled I'm walls. not handy at all. I've spackled walls and then sanded it down completely to the point where as if I didn't put any spackle on the wall. Right. <laughs> no, right. You over you over sand right. it and you're back to the wall. You're like, What did I do? Wait a second. I just wasted twenty five minutes. And there's dust everywhere. For days. And it's the good for you dust. It's really good for oh, everybody yeah. to just take that's, a deep breath of that. It's like made of asbestos. Yeah. That stuff. It's it, it's the dust that you see two days later when you sneeze. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there's, and it's there's like extra white powder just came there. out of my nose. Why did that happen? <laughs> right. And I'm not even like Tony Montana or anything. Like there's just right. the, <laughs> I you build uh, a fire. New. No. <laughs> oh wait, no, let me no, I can yeah, I can build a fire. Okay. Maybe. Without a match? No. <laughs> Negatory. Me neither. Negatory. I was not a Boy Scout. I uh I don't believe in the organization. I uh I'm no I'm no I'm not handy. This was on my application. Can you ch- can you change the spark plug? <laughs> Surprising to me. I'm not. I'm not. Look, I have. I, I saw have, your brother take apart his car with one adjustable wrench. We had very, no wrenches in college. We're very. Different. I came over and I all I had was an adjustable wrench, and he went into that engine and he ripped it apart. Yep, he's very talented. He's good. We're very different people. <laughs> very, very different people. I can I can change a tire. We were driving over the Verrazano Bridge once, and he heard a noise under the car, so he pulled the car over. On the bridge? He, r- right at the entrance to the bridge, that island side. Uh-huh. So, you know, we're already past the point of no return. You can't turn around. He pulls the car over. He's like, "What is this?" And he and he goes under the car and he rips out the entire muffler. <laughs> and he like throws it in the bag. He's like, ah, "That thing was coming out anyway." <laughs> and then we keep driving. Yep. That's not me. That's not you. You're different. I would have. I'm not. I'm not. I can do some things, but yeah, that that's not. I'm not that guy. Can you, in a single confident move, uncork a wine bottle? Yes. I can't do that. Easily. How about that? No. I, I screw up 
the wow. corkscrew operation almost every time. I some split us, the cork. Some of us were desperate, awful waiters for a long time. <laughs> some, of us, some of us were out-of-work actors for a long time. Yeah, no, that, oh, one, right. I, that one I'm good. Okay, well, that's that a talent. One, that one I'm, I'm, and I can do it with, like, a really bad corkscrew, too. I can do it with a with a with a bad corkscrew confidently because he had to I had to do it at a table like at Bobby Flay's restaurant. Sure. So like I had to learn to even if I wasn't good at it, you had to fake being confident at it. So yeah, here's I can one do that, that one. Here's one that gives me complete anxiety. Can you guys carve a turkey? No. Aha! Neither can I. I'm no. terrible. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I run from it on Thanksgiving. Yeah. See, we're not men. We're <laughs> not. My dad strolls right in there. He carves that turkey in 10 seconds. That's it. He doesn't even think about it. No. He knows exactly where to put that knife. What's yeah, wrong with this generation of men? You cut it here. you got to separate the leg from yeah, the thigh. There's <laughs> like, a well, technique where it comes right off the bone. What's that? There's a technique where it comes right off the bone. Yes. Yes. What is that technique? I, can't I don't believe it. That's alchemy. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> They left that out. What are, you, some, what are you, some sort of medicine man? That's impossible. With your turkey voodoo. <laughs> do, you, do you know how to properly cut steak on, on the bias? People yell all the time that I cut, my, I cut the flank steak wrong. Like, you're supposed to cut against the grain and on a bias. I'm like, what? I can't keep up. I'm just no. trying to... I'm just trying to slice the meat. Don't you? Yeah, have I a just, knife? I just want to eat it. I, yeah, I can't. I can't be bothered. There's I can't. That's to too much. Everything. There's a way to do everything. The great thing is, <laughs> the great thing is, I'm doing it all wrong. <laughs> like all of those things, I'm doing wrong. There's a, there's know. there's perpetually my father on my shoulder with all of these things, telling me I'm doing it wrong. No, no. Well, we all put in flooring together. That was fun. Yeah, that was a good day, right? Um, here's this is a great spot to. Uh, I so I played baseball again last night in a. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you about. In a in a wood, um, you know, back playing wood bat, fast pitch, regular baseball, but it's in in 35 and overly, which is much I, I more my speed. So now, I became the young guy. <laughs> the you young guy again. No, yeah. But. Um, you're talking about all these things and you're doing it wrong and all this. When I get on a baseball field, still, uh, I'm doing it right. I know what I'm doing. Just oh. the one, it's the one place where you, you know, I know what I'm doing. And it was always the one place where I knew better than, <laughs> like, my dad or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I still get out there and I'm doing it right. And I'm confident in one of you know I can't I can't put up a shelf I can't change a spark plug I can't change the oil on my car I'm not a man. You can Until put up a shelf. Cut it I out. I did I did put up a shelf. Not well. Can you build IKEA furniture? Yes. All right. That's just from that's just from being poor though. <laughs> <laughs> and and having to get IKEA furniture. For, Cal, you can know, you can you build package furniture like that? Yes. I've got plenty of it in this house. Yeah. Well, that's a great difference between Ikea 15 years ago and Ikea now. Like, Ikea now is, like, good. 
And right. I, Ikea over the last like five, ten years has gotten good. Yeah. You know, like when I had the first, like the first, <laughs> the first dresser I brought from Ikea was like balsa. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I think I put it together with like airplane like there was testers on the glue that I used <laughs> put it together like pick it up and throw it at somebody um, I'm a I'm a stay at home dad right now right <laughs> what do you mean like on a job interview <laughs> oh, no no so 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 I, I I also have these skills can you can you pick a melon no pick a melon yeah, like it, it, it's a bin of watermelon. Do you know how to get the right watermelon? No, watermelon I cannot. No. <laughs> okay. Is there Antelope, another honeydew? melon that you can? I can I honeydew and cantaloupe. Okay. I know I know what I'm looking for. Honey, watermelon okay. is just too big. Dude, that's good because that's something you could teach your kids. Right, well, sure, sure. <laughs> Morality. <laughs> as long as Jesse isn't on. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Morality and uh, you know good manners and how to pick a melon mice. These are the things you'll be able to impart. I'll tell you though, my daughter comes with me shopping and she picks out a lot of the produce. She's good at she's good at that. The tomatoes and and the bananas. She's good at that. You'll have that and what number Bob Bourne wore. Right. That's what. <laughs> this is what you're imparting. That's what you'll know. How to pick a honeydew. How to change a ceiling fan. And who batted fifth in 1983? And who batted for the Mets? <laughs> exactly. Pre-Hernandez. Pre Pre-Hernandez, that's right. When they were 22 and 36, when they made the trade for Hernandez. Hey, you're probably talking Dave Kingman. Um, all right, got to wrap this up, buddies. We're, we're way over time here. Crazy over time. Well, thank you for playing my game. I love this well, game. That's a fun game. That's a fun game. I Thanks. think I think what it illustrates is is just how inferior we are <laughs> to what you know, PJ. Thank you, thank you for revealing how completely inadequate I am. <laughs> Good, I appreciate that. Well, you know, you know what uh, our friend Mark Passy used to say, Steve. What's that? He said, "Whatever, whatever I have a problem with anything, I always call PJ because you know, PJ, you know everything." <laughs> That's right, and if you don't. You got a guy. I can convincingly make it up. That's correct. All right, PJ, final unload. Oh, Jonathan Winters, you broke ah, my heart. Ah, you, you stole mine. I didn't I mean think, it. I didn't mean it. I'm looking forward to the new RoboCop. Looks great. Okay. I think that's a universal final unload. Can we all? Can yeah. we all go with Jonathan Winters? Can we do a three-man final unload? Yeah. Um. So, Peach, favorite Jonathan Winters memory. How about that? Uh, moon overpowered. Moon over Parador, the retired CIA guy. Yep. It just crushes me. Very, very good. Cal? Favorite Jonathan Winters role? Yeah, or just something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Mork and Mindy's. Yeah, it could kid. be. Yep. It was brilliant. I, I thought that was great. Mine is uh, my dad. I think I've told you guys this before. But my dad had that album. From the you know the, the mad mind of Jonathan Winters or whatever, mm. and just sitting with my dad and listening to that album, and my dad just cracking up, <laughs> absolutely cracking up. And uh, one of the guys, you know, the first like stand-up albums I ever uh, listened to. He was he was a genius, and you know that that word gets overused often. 
uh, it's not. It was not in his case at all. So, yeah, good final unload. Hey, uh, great episode, guys. It was a very good episode. I enjoyed it. Will you? Will you be back next week, Peach? Or or are you? uh, Are you holding out contract? It looks good. It looks good. And by the way, that you know everything, PJ. That was sarcasm from Pasty. That wasn't. That wasn't <laughs> me tooting my own horn. <laughs> that All was right, Pasty please. calling me out for being a know-it-all. Right. Well, I'll, pe- I'll play. I'll play this final quote. I'll leave you guys with this. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? You merely adopted the dark. I was born, I'm born in it. Born Molded by it. I didn't see the light until I was already a man. By then it was nothing to me but light. Good night, everybody. (laughs) It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.